Hello and welcome to No Direction's official PaizoCon 2019 seminar coverage in partnership with Paizo. Our coverage would not be possible without the help of our con staff, Paizo, and our patrons. Find more seminar recordings at nodirectionpodcast.com. Welcome to What's Two Legendary Games. I'm, I'm Jason Nelson. I'm the, the owner and publisher of Legendary Games. And this is... Rachel Ventura, business director. We appreciate all of you for showing up. Um, we, uh, it's a busy year of Legendary Games. You, uh, you may have seen some of the stuff going on. We're going to give a little quick recap of just kind of who we are and what we have been doing. And then we'll talk some about what's coming up next. And if you've got questions, we will hopefully have answers. So Legendary Games is... <laughs> Maybe this? Yeah, take, take it off of the... Yeah, not try it. Ah! <laughs> we were founded in 2011. Uh, Quark Peterson helped get us organized. Um, and we were all people who were regular Paizo freelancers. I've written about over 70 books, I think, for Paizo over the years. Um, and the people who work on the Legendary were pretty much all people who were writing the same official products you're already using. So... We started off just doing stuff for Adventure Paths that we had written on, and we broadened out and expanded from there. Um, we kind of relaunched under my leadership in 2012, me and Neil Spicer and Clinton Boomer and Greg Vaughn. And uh, Rachel came on the next year after that when we started to launch our first Kickstarter. And uh, there's all kinds of humorous anecdotes related to, <laughs> to how we got to know each other as well after she deleted my website on accident. To be fair, I was working for another company which was hosting his website, and I got hired on that company to be a web designer, and nobody told me that. So I was like, what's all this data drain here? Let's get rid of that. That's obviously some malware. (laughs) And then I get like a message from a stranger like, what would you do with my website? I was like, who the F are you? (laughs) That was fun times. Um, But it's been a great partnership, a great team, and we've been having a lot of fun. We kind of branched out, like I said, from doing the Adventure Pass stuff to stuff with uh, different variant rules, stuff with canyon building rules, past combat, new character classes. We branched out on doing stuff for 5th edition D&D. And obviously, here's a list which you can totally read of just, this was, well, there's even more people working for the company now, including a number of you here in this very room. Um, and it's a team of legendary people that I love working with, and it's people literally all over the world. And that's kind of one of the fun things about my job, is being able to talk to people from here to Australia to Thailand to the UK to South Africa to Chile and Brazil. And it's literally, any time of day or not, I might get an email from somebody, oh, hey, I got this you know, art piece done. Oh, hey, here's this article that I'm working on. And it's a really great gang of people. We all work together and make a lot of fun stuff. So here's a list of all the sort of AP plugin products that we've made for, and the whole idea of the Adventure Path plugins was if you're running a campaign that is something like a, you know, Carrying Crown or Gothic Horror, that you would have all the stuff you would need to run that in one book. You'd have little support products. You might have a match phantom book of stuff for Egyptian campaigns, or an adventure that plugs in with Reign of Winter, but also works in any kind of a wintry cold phase sort of context. You'll see downstairs the Pirate Campaign Compendium. The ones we have downstairs are the 5e ones. The Pathfinder one you can get online. It's 500 pages of piratey goodness. It's character options. It's spells. It's monsters. It's a roster of pirate NPCs. It's five complete adventures. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. Really everything you would need. And it works great with Skull and Shackles or in any kind of a pirate sort of campaign you want to run. Same thing with the Forest Kingdom campaign compendium. We'll circle back to that later on, because that's relevant, of course, to a certain Kingmaker project that we're involved in. 
Um, but the same basic structure as the pirate book, but of course, it's where the pirate book has stuff about naval combat and fleet battles, underwater venturing, this of course has Willard's exploration and in, in the influence of the Fae in the world. Which one's next? The plan at the moment is to revisit our Gothic campaign committee. The very first Kickstarter we did when Rachel came on board, that one was only 256 pages. The pirate book, as I said, was 500 pages. We've done even more horror stuff since then, so we'll be doing a kind of completion supplement for Pathfinder 1. We're almost done converting it for 5th edition D&D, and we also will be converting the project products, the components of it, for Pathfinder 2 as it comes out. So, our typical way that we do it is we kind of do things as they get done, and once we get all of them done, then we can combine them all together into a fabulous and beautiful compilation product, like you're all virtual with the Mythic Character Codex. So this was originally, shoot, I don't even know how many <laughs> separate PDFs and products, a bunch. Well, yeah. <laughs> Probably at least 20. Yeah. Um, well, and some of the other third-party publishers put some yeah. material in there, too, yeah. so it's not just our stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about the Mythic Project in a minute, but I just want to show you this great piece of art, because you know, we're always in the process of building up our art librarian, and this is one piece that I kind of ordered ahead of time that I thought would be really nice for the um, for the Gothic campaign depending on we called it the you know, throne of my enemies which is exactly <laughs> what it looks like um, and this is by a, a New Zealand artist named Jeff Rowett who's got a really a lovely touch from the cop and it would look totally awesome if we were projected on a big screen <laughs> yes it would have been <laughs> but it still looks pretty cool um, so again, it's, it's fun to sort of play with that and play with the artwork. Did any of you guys have the Gothic Campaign Compendium? Yay! If Yay. you don't have it, you can get it today, right down in the dealer room. It's on sale. It's only thirty nine ninety nine. Anything you buy in the dealer room, you can get it. Ha- you get the uh, the PDFs for free. Just email us out the con. And there's a lovely card game that goes with it that I'll have Rachel show you and talk about in just a few minutes. The Fates of Madness card game. She's uh, been running a demo sessions of it, and they've got another one at 1 o'clock yeah. in Cascade 5, right down the hall. 5 think, or 1. I think it's 1 today. It was Cascade 1 today? Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's 1. Right, but it's a fast play card game. Uh, she can tell you a little bit more about it, but it's you know 20 to 30 minutes, and it's similar in some ways like the Pathfinder Adventure card game, but but I'll let Rich, she's the expert on it. Yeah, so one of the nice things about that card game is you can play solo, so it's kind of like solitaire in a sense that you can walk <coughs> yourself through a dungeon. You've got four uh, adventuring characters. So if you have, um, you get, it plays up to five characters or five uh, players. So the fifth player, um, if you play with all five, can be a GM. So that's where using the Gothic Campaign Compendium can come in. There's a flavor text on each of the cards as you go through the locations. It might be monsters or skill checks at different locations. But ultimately, if you're going to be a GM, you want to add a little bit more of that building components to the story. So stealing some ideas uh, from the Gothic Campaign Compendium can really go a long way. Um, so the game can play as little as 20 minutes or as long as however the GM wants to tell that story. Um, the eight characters in here that you get to choose from are all the pregens from the Gothic Campaign Compendium. And the way to win the game is to have at least one bo- one character beat the boss monster. If it's a TPK, then you've lost the game and you can play again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the book that Rachel held up a minute ago was the Mythic, ca- cam- Mythic Character Codex. And this was from our Mythic Mania 2 Kickstarter last fall. So, you know, we, we had Kickstarter like, uh, what, October, November? And everything's fulfilled, everything's sent out. Here we are, you know five, six months later, and it's done. We produced you know, two of these books that are each around 400 or so pages. <laughs> we also had the Mythic Monster Manual 2, which we sold all the print copies that we had. 
Um, this really was that the completion. All that we have here. You all the way up here. You can get them anytime <laughs> on our website, on Drive Through RPG. Um, all of our stuff, a lot of our stuff is on Amazon as well, the Open Gaming Store. We always encourage you, when possible, to shop at makeyourgamelegendary.com because that's how we get the most money from your sale, whereas the other sales sites will take a certain percentage. And So, when possible, please do shop there. And if for whatever you can't, then hey, God bless you. Shop wherever it's convenient for you. We just like it when you buy it. Um, Rachel's got business cards up here as well. And if you come back down by the, uh, by the by our booth in the dealer's room, you can get a lovely badge tag. No, I gave them all one. Oh, you already did? Yep. See, there you go. We also have postcards, which have our uh, website and our Facebook on there. So follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, at LegendaryGamesJ. Um, but anyway, the Mythic Mania Project was really bringing our kind of mythic work full circle. We did the Mythic Mania 2, or Mythic Mania Con, Kickstarter originally back in 2014, which produced three books, the Mythic Heroes Handbook, Mythic Monster Manual, and the Spell Compendium. The one copy of the Mythic Monster Manual down in the dealer room is the literal last copy that there is anywhere. So if you want a print copy, you better go get it, because there will not be any more of that. Um, but each one of these is 400 plus pages of Mythic updates material, every from every Paizo hardback from the Advanced Class Guide forward, including your horror adventures, occult adventures, ultimate wilderness, ultimate intrigue, Book of the Dan, Monster Codex, Villain Codex, plus our Pirate Kingdom Campaign Compendium, our, our Forest Kingdom Campaign Compendium, and other stuff too. This one also has Mythic Kingdom Building, Mythic Marvels, dealing with Mythic characters of the world. It really was to bring that whole project full circle. We may revisit Mythic for Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but you know that's a little ways down the road. We have to kind of see how the system plays out, see what you know, Paizo has in their release schedule, and see how it all fits together. So it is a, a topic that we'll revisit. It was pretty popular with, with our fans. But for now, this is kind of the, uh, at least the, the period on our Mythic project until we say, all right, it's time to kind of do something else. One thing else to add about the Mythic is even if you're not playing tiered characters with Mythic mm -hmm. uh, tiers, a lot of people like the monsters because there's a lot more flavor tags. There's a lot more unique aspects of the characters that set mm -hmm. them, or the monsters that set them apart from one another. So sometimes GMs who are not even playing anything Mythic will just use the Mythic monsters to surprise their characters. It gives you a, a kind of a systematic way to upgrade the sort of dynamic and cinematic nature of what you're doing to surprise your characters. The stuff that they haven't seen. Oh no, you broke it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Maybe she's going to sleep. And it might have. This has. Tech support. Tech support. What does that mean? Um. Okay, it's plugged in, right? Think so. It sounded like something's still wrong. Might overheat it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just theater of the mind. It's role playing. <laughs> but um, seriously, the mythic stuff is a lot of fun. We broke it. Wow. It died. It's, it's right. Try, so. try to put it on this one when you reset it. I don't know, it like, was like a fan sounded like it stopped. Oh, really? That's kind of And scary. then it did that. Mm. That's fun for you. Anyhow, uh, but if you, the Mythic Spell Compendium has over 2,000 Mythic Spells, so if you discovered an you know, ancient Lich King whose spells were just more awesome than your ordinary wizard or the ancient elves, their spells were that had special secret powers, you could easily work that. Mythic Monsters, likewise. You have the ability to really differentiate, like a gray ooze and an ochre jelly and a black pudding and something other than hit dice in color. So each one has their own special and unique shticks, their own things 
that they can do that make them more fun to play at the table. Now, you keep talking. Okay. Um, another set of books you'll see downstairs is part of our Alien Best Theory Project, and this one. We launched in 2017 and it's very nearly complete. We have the Alien Best Theory, which is for 448 pages of monsters. We have it for Starfinder, for D&D, and for Pathfinder. And the Starfinder version, like I said, 448 pages, which is about two and a half alien archives worth of monsters. Um, and it's only $59.99 for all of that. Plus, besides tons of monsters, updated, fabulous artwork, you also get several chapters of expanded rules for excuse me expanded rules for vacuum and radiation and a lot of those kinds of things we also have the alien codex this is out for Pathfinder now and the Starfinder version is in layout as we speak the alien codex is kind of like a cross between the advanced race guide and the monster codex and the NPC codex you've got 50 plus different alien species broken up by categories about a chapter on Aquatic races, like chapter on mechanical races, chapter on plant-based creatures, chapter on reptilian species, and for each one of them, you've got a ton of pre-made stat blocks. You've got unique game elements and stuff. There are over 200 ready-made NPCs in here. So over 150 rules, elements, feats, spells, gears, and new magic weapons. Different kinds of things that are unique to each species. Plus, chapters on advanced weaponry and armor and arms and armor and assimilated virus creatures. All that kind of stuff. This is over 300 pages. So again, this is out for Pathfinder now. Starfinder one is almost done. Five years will be done soon. Also, the Ethera Field Guide. Are you uh, familiar with the Ethera campaign setting? Thank you for that one. This is one that Robert Brooks launched, and we kind of you know, ended up partnering with him with uh, our experience in distribution and the logistics of uh, taking it from, hey, I made a book, to, dear God, I made a book. What am I going to do with it now? Um, and we've been, you know, partnering with, with Robert and his team ever since. The, where the Ethereum campaign is has almost 600 pages of incredible world lore of a sci-fi universe that is bounded away from the rest of the universe. So the gods can't get in, and the spirits of the dead can't get out. So it's a combination of sci-fi, fantasy, cosmic horror, steampunk, detective, noir, and it's a really lovely genre mashup blend. The if they're a field guide, take that a step further in delving into the natural what the world is all about. Or sorry, what the worlds of the system are all about. There we go. Thanks, Vanna. Hey. That's life in the big city, right? Um, so for each of the planets, for Akasat and Amrita and Orbisoria, you've got creatures in there that live in each one of the different worlds. And... They all have their own individual lore and ecologies. I guess we could pass this around since we're going low tech with our. Uh, here. Let me you sit, sit next to it. Yeah, that way I can kind of look out the side of my yep. eye and see what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Adapt and derive. Feel free to come up closer if you want to get a view of the beautiful screen. Um, Anyhow, so the Ethereum Field Guide is out. We have some more Ethereum products that are finally, after a long log jam, starting to move it, move down the pipe, just pass back. Thank um, you. The Alien Bestia, I've got them up through the three books there on what the Alien Bestia project is about. And, speaking of long suffering products, Legendary Planet. Any of you here from that? 
Planet. I love Legendary Planet. I also hate... No, actually, I don't hate it. I just wish... I wish. I plan. I am so close. I am literally developing the last, you know, four encounters of the last chapter of the last adventure. And all the rest of the stuff is written. It's laid out. The maps are done. The arts are done. It's all ready. The appendices are done. The layout guy is waiting for me to give him that last chapter, which I will... Yes, Angry Rachel keeps emailing every week. Where is To Kill a Star? Where is yeah. To Kill a Star? Yeah. Where is To Kill a Star? <laughs> setting out weekly updates. Here's the complete meter. And it's going to be freaking huge. The To Kill a Star is currently over 76,000 words. By way of comparison, the typical Paizo Adventure Path volume, the adventure's about 30 to 30, sometimes 35,000 words. So it's going to be really big. And it's also dial all the way up to Wahoo, because this is for 19th and 20th level characters with multiple mythic tiers, and it's just no holes barred, just completely gone. So, I mean, at one point, your players get sucked through a black hole on purpose, and that's not even the strangest thing that happened that day. Um, so, it's, a, it's been a labor of love, it's been a, a tremendous learning experience in a lot of ways, and there were some things that happened that were beyond our control, and there were some things that happened that were in our control, and there was something that happened that we just didn't quite expect. And, and now we all hate Neil for bringing us the idea. No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Neil Spicer, who we loved here, we have not come to Foxconn this year. One of the uh, legendary plan of his baby, he brought it forward, and we've been working on it. In 2014? We first announced it as part of the Mythic Mania uh, Kickstarter in 2014, and we launched the Kickstarter for uh, legendary plan in 2015. And we had great plans being done within about a year or so, and here we are four years later, and we're on the cusp, not just with the adventures themselves, but we also are doing a compilation version, which is split into two. There will be, instead of making one, like, seven or 800-page giant book, which would be sort of logistically difficult, just for reasons of publishing, it will be, like, you know, two of these stacked on top of each other, which, while that's kind of amusing, it's actually kind of hard to deal with, just from a physical um, how, you make, how you construct the book. So, we're going to have a, an adventure book, the adventure path, and there will be a campaign setting that goes with it. So, the adventure book will be probably about this size, about 450 ish pages. The campaign setting book will be probably somewhere in the 250 to 300 page range. So, it's going to have to do make the books a lot more durable than trying, if you've ever tried, read one of those, you know, like a Robert Jordan soft cover, and the second time through, the pages start falling out. We don't want any of that, so we're going to do it this way. It's going to be a little more expensive for us, but you guys have waited long enough. I want your books to last. Be good. And be but likewise, much of the layout on To Kill a Star is going to be long. At the same time, I've got another separate layout person who's also working already on the compilation. So even though I haven't finished that last spec in that last chapter, the logistical get stuff done part of it has been moving along nicely. Uh oh, now what happened? It doesn't look cute. Oh. You keep talking. <laughs> One moment. Yep. Um, we are doing our uh, our fifth year of the Legendary Planet uh, special. Uh, did anybody play in the Depths of Desperation yesterday or is playing it today? It's down at Olympic uh, 3, I believe. Um, it's high power. I think it's 15th level characters, all. Super Wahoo and Super Deadly. The Death Desperation is the fifth adventure by Steve Pell, who has worked with us here. He was on the panel before. And it involves a water world that's being invaded by 
aquatic squid aliens, and they're really terrible. But uh, you have to murder death kill them, or else get murder death killed yourself. And I was going to show you some art, but um. Come back to that. Ah. We'll come back to the art. Okay, more art, more art. Talk about that. Um, one of the things that we're going to be adding onto the um, campaign setting are the Legendary World series. And Russ here wrote one of the Legendary World series, Russ Brown. Uh, he wrote the most recent one, Polaris 7. Um, and that's was not something that was part of the original Kickstarter, but again, it's kind of, for us, it's like, you know, we made you guys wait a really long time, so we're going to add in extra stuff. Because we deserve it for your extreme patience. Um, the idea of the Legendary World's project was to create simple, self-contained plans that you appear at, drop in, have an interesting adventure there, and there's cool stuff. Russ, do you want to give us about you know, a minute or two on your world? Oh, uh, sure. Um, so I just did one that's called Polaris 7. It's an ice planet, so think of Hoth. But it's a mining colony, so kind of think of like uh, an e mining colony run by an evil corporation. It's like a Appalachian coal mining where they keep the miners in debt by charging them rent, too much rent, and making them buy everything for a company store. Um, and then there's down in the mines some evil, or not evil, but some uh, uh, abomination creatures that have been uncovered when they dug too deep down in the ice. And there's all these people in there that just have various factions that want different things to happen, and uh, we want to leave this planet or whatever. Um, so that's, that's basically it. Yeah, so each one of these kind of planets, like Russell and the other ones that have done, um, is they all have a particular you know, unique characteristic about them. So you've got the lore on the planet, you've got some locations on the planet, you've got at least one brand new monster, you've got some new rules elements, like new chemicals, new weapons. Um, and new spells, new big things that are relevant to that planet, and then you've got a set of adventure hooks for why would you ever go to this gospel taking a home in the first place? Um, and so they're all very quick, very simple. They're about four ninety nine each for PDF, about ten bucks for the print versions. And so if you're ever like shooting players just jump through the system once there, pull it up, you got a whole planet ready to go with enough stuff for you to be able to have on hand so you can easily improvise, you know, a quick adventure for when they're out exploring, seeing the different worlds. Hey, we have it's small pictures. Better this. It doesn't actually can't pull it back. No, because then it gets all crazy. Oh, you broke it again. No, nope. oh, no, no, it's fine. Trust me. Okay, I'm just gonna go with that. It's good. All right, that works. Um, a quick look at Ethera here. Um, so as you see, there's the originally Ethera book. The Ethera Kiros, a whole set of you know, pre-generated PCs and more World War for Ethera. And finally, at long last, Robert Brooks is going to be giving the first Ethera adventure, Once in the Waste, which we actually playtested here at Pfizer Economy two years ago. And we thought it would be coming out soon last year. And, well, Robert ended up changing jobs and having you know, a bunch of other life transitions and Life's like that sometimes. And so he, he is finally to the, you should have it for me in the next week or two. And we will be delighted to get out that. The other adventures, one of the ways the first world adventure, Beacon of the Black, Children of the Collapse, and Murder of the Midlands, those go up a little higher level. I can't remember now if they're actually a sequence adventure path or if they're just ones that you can play you know, in the same general category. Um, Robert is the expert on that one, but I do not recall off the top of my head. But 
There are at least two low-level adventures and I think two mid-level adventures. So if you really enjoy the Ethereal world, you're like, well, I wish I had more content for it. It is a long mess for being able to get back on track after leaving a soul-crushing job and getting to a soul-affirming job. And if you've ever felt the burnout from a soul-crushing job, you know what that's like. Um, but anyhow, some more Ethereal stuff is coming soon. Legendary classes. We keep on putting stuff out. People say Pathfinder 1 is dead. It is not. It's not for us. We've got products that have been selling very well. Um, new month that we have done, often complete, level 1 to 20 redesigns of Pathfinder classes. Sometimes it's enhancement of them. Some of the recent ones, including for Barbarians, the Cavaliers, the Megas, the Samurai, coming soon in layout, or just about to go into layout now, it's Legendary Mediums, Legendary Alchemists, just finished the playtest, Legendary Rangers is in playtest right now. So we are still enjoying working with the systems, and that's Legendary Shifters, which is an older one, which I just put it there because I love the shark. It's <laughs> awesome. I, but that one has been a big success. People weren't necessarily very keen on the shifter class when it actually came out, but they've been very responsive to the Legendary Shifters, so we are happy to provide. There's the Legendary Maze, which there might be one copy of left downstairs. The Legendary Samurai, I think there might be one downstairs as well. And there is the Ultimate Kinesis Companion. This is brand new. It just came out in PDF. Julian Neal right over here. He contributed some of the material for that. And it's a 280 pages of Kinesis material drawn from over about almost 100 different books from official Python sources to third-party stuff, our own, stuff Games. It compiles everything you'd ever want to know about Kinesis in its, you know, between two covers. It's currently, I believe, the number three product among all products on DriveThruRPG, which seems to speak to a lot of people still being interested in Pathfinder 1. And our philosophy is, as long as people keep buying it, we'll keep making it. If they stop buying it, then we'll stop making it. But, but we still enjoy this game, and we are still happy to continue producing stuff for it, as long as there's a good market. Um, the Ultimate Kinetic Compendium, it's a $29.99 for the PDF, it's $49.99 for the print book, yeah, it's got 15 elements, it's got over 50 archetypes, it's all got almost a thousand different Genesis talents. It's got four pre-generated characters, 20th level showing off all the stuff the book could do. It's a lot of stuff. And I think this might be the last uh, look back, which is at Star Empires. It's old kingdom building and mass combat rules. I wrote that chapter for a campaign for Pathfinder. We expanded them out for D&D a few years back, and those have been really popular. We also, last year, did the four Starfinder. We're completely brought it down to the studs and rebuilt it back up in a way that makes sense for planetary exploration, colonization, interplanetary conflict, setting up governments. Star empires within broadened out with star battles, with expanded rules for mass combat, and both on on planet side, space, and also if you run just a regular star finding campaign, there's a bunch of new ship modifications and ship rules that you can use for that, these new kind of robots and mecha. There is Star Intrigue, which allows you to build your personal brand and social influence and brings together some of the ideas from like Ultimate Campaign and Ultimate Intrigue in a Starfinder kind of context and way. And Star Relationships, a whole system for building rich and rewarding relationships between your PCs and the key NPCs in the campaign. Um, there's the lovely artwork for Star Battles, Star Relationships. I appear to have forgotten Star Intrigue. We do have card games. Rachel's already told you a little bit about Fates of Madness. We also have one called Legends of Draxia, which I forgot to bring any of, but I could bring in some tomorrow. <laughs> it's a deck-building type game. 
So yeah, yeah, that one's a little more like the what, like Dominion kind of a game. Yeah, it's like Dominion, but I mean, you you do have characters who are trying to build up their kingdoms in a sense and, and fight monsters and cast spells and uh, person with the most victory points wins the game after either the monsters are uh, exhausted or uh, some of the building locations are exhausted. Yeah. It's a little longer play in the game. You know, Bates Bat is a lot more of a, a not by that. much. It's like a forty minute game versus a twenty minute game. Okay, <laughs> so. There's lots of textures you can't possibly raid, and I wouldn't want you to anyway, because it's just too much. Um, but the Face Madness card game, you can get that one downstairs at the um, at our table. New project for 2019. You might have heard about this one. Um, had, who here has pledged for the Game on Tabletop Kingmaker Adventure Path? Thank you for that. For any of you who haven't, I would encourage you to check it out. We... Um, this is a project we kind of have been talking about off and on with Paizo since right after last Gen Con, actually. Well, at Gen Con is when right. we first started that conversation. <laughs> and it kind of has grown and spawned in a lot of ways. For those of you who have not pledged for it yet, what do you think is your your thought on, you know, are you just not interested in Kingmaker? Or actually, I just say, do any of you have a thought that you want to offer up for why you haven't uh, decided to get on board with that project? You know, I'm just curious. I was desperately trying to pass statistics this semester. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, we're open for any feedback. Yeah. We're not biased with their project. We just got them kind of curious to see. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm probably going to back it, too. I, I'm almost the same answer. I'm, they, I'm busy at my day job for the last, uh, since the beginning of May. So, um, But I probably will, because there's about a week left on it. Yeah. I believe it ends on June 4th. Um, I'm glad that we, I hopefully some of our advice then to extend the campaign was uh, was part of the reason they decided to do that. Um, originally it was only the, like two weeks long. I was like, that seems kind of too short for people. Um, so they have extended. It's over $300,000 now and huge grow. Um, you can get, as part of the project, our forcing campaign spending either for Pathfinder 1 or for D&D. Um, we are not doing a Pathfinder 2 version yet, of course, we've got a lot of right to do to get there. We will, of course, be making our fourth in campaign compendium for second edition Pathfinder. We will do it much as we often have, which is we'll build up to it. So, you know, starting at Gen Con and thereafter, we'll be releasing kind of the component parts of the compendium as we get them done. So, the first one might be Treasury of the King, which is magic items that are focused on stuff that, you know, Fae and kingdom building, that sort of thing. Or we might start up with one of the monster books in there and kind of convert them piecemeal as we go along. And then around the time that the actual Kingmaker Adventure Path is ready to actually publish, which is going to be fourth quarter of 2020, maybe October, November of next year, then at that point, we'll probably have ramped up and prepared a full hardback compilation of all those products that we've released as you know, PDFs or print on demands for people who want to get you know, that tangent volume for Pathfinder 2. Um, <clears throat> so we are, you know, this is the first time the Pies have done this official kind of partnership thing, and it was in part because the Austin Western Games, we wrote five of the six original Kingmaker AP adventures. I wrote number five, War of the River Kings. Um, and we had done a ton of work on that and hadn't really shown the kind of excellent quality that the you know, legendaries really strive to embody. And they wanted to, a partner if they were going to do it, 
it glues in and we get things done and get things done with great quality. So we'll be doing actually all the conversion work ourselves. There are a couple of Paizo people who are going to be working you know, for me as freelance for the project, not as Paizo people. Uh, Mark Morland will be sort of the interface liaison to do the kind of cross-checking and answer continuity questions and that sort of thing. He's also working with Alcat to get the information we need from them to make sure that we can turn computer game logic into tabletop game logic and write adventures and expansions that make sense for what we need them to make sense for. Um, we're starting work on it, you know, basically as soon as the project you know, funds, it's over, and James and Mar Jacobs and Mark Morland kind of put their heads together and say, all right, here's what a funded app, here's the scope of what it's going to be, here's what it's going to include, here's what it's not, we'll have our outline and move on from there, and start, you know, chugging on through the system. Uh, but we hope to have all that, our first initial turnovers by October, yeah. so... Um, we'll be pretty and, busy with that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll probably be turning over our finals. It'll by no later than the end of February. Um, we're shooting for it and done in December. The sooner we turn off, the sooner we get paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but does anybody have any questions about the Kingmaker project? So is Paizo actually producing the books then? Yes, Paizo is producing the physical books. They will be distributing the physical books. And that's one of the reasons why within the crowdfunding project, you can order our PDFs, but not directly our books because they didn't want them in a situation where they'd have to logistically send out books now and books a year and a half from now. So you can order our PDFs, which they can fulfill immediately through the crowdfunding project, and then at the end of it, we'll be sending out through their system a, a basically a backer survey where you can pledge to get the books at half price from us, since you've already got the PDF, and then we'll handle the fulfillment of physical copies of the Forest Kingdom campaign venue now for anyone who's back with us for that. But possibly producing it, it will have the the Paizo and the Legendary Games logo on the back of the books, but they'll be doing the physical production. After our turnover, they'll do a kind of a development editing path to make sure if there's anything they need to fix on their end to make sure it all fits the way they want it to fit. But yeah, possibly will be doing the actual physical production and distribution of the books using both their existing Kingmaker art and any new art that they commission for the, for the adventures. So I've been hoping for more companions. Um, I've been hoping for more companions. I've not played the computer game, but my group loves NPCs. So, mm -hmm. um, but as I know, we just got knock knock. <coughs> um, but uh, other than that, just beyond Valerie, there haven't been any more announced. Is there plans for including more of those as further stretch goals? There are. Um, I believe there are a total of either ten or eleven. There's a lot. Yeah, that <laughs> will be announced, and I. Rachel might have the list of them. Yeah, a lot of it kind of depends on how much they fund, though. Right. So it will come on how far we get along. So there will be more. The book will be up to up about 160 pages. Each sort of companion section will be approximately 16-ish pages. Some may be a little shorter, some may be a little longer. I believe one of the companion goals is actually for two characters. Here. The ones that are the general order, as it was, you know, originally was... Lindsay and Jubilos, Amiri, Tristian, and Knock Knock, which has been unlocked so far. Then after that, it was Valerie, Ekendayo, Harem, the twins, Jathal, and then Brigongar and Octavia. Now, that was the original plan. With so any crowdfunding campaign. People have funded. <laughs> yeah. It depends on how far it funds, and it depends on how much they decide to do on the back end. They may manipulate the levels of how far you have to go to get certain things. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Octavia is is or was fairly far down the list, so we'll see. Um, if they decide to anyway, or if they at what any other kingmaker questions? All right. Um, so the Pisa books that will come out late 2020. Forest Canyon books are Pathfinder 1 and 5e. You can get now. And we'll be working on Pathfinder 2 versions of our Kingmaker slash Forest Kingdom uh, plugins and supplements. It'll start coming out, you know, this late summer, early fall, one at a time, and then a compilation version towards the end of next year. Um, the Ashes of Era, sorry, it's now it's the Ages of Empires Adventure Pass. There's like, like two other Ashes things that were coming out, including Pathfinder's own, what, the Age of Ashes? Age, or, Age of Ashes. Yeah. Right. So that's actually changed. I forgot to change it. We changed it to the Ages of Empires. Um, we've got a bunch of art for this already. Greg Vaughn's been working on it. He actually was running one of the early steps that Alistair Rigg with the first adventure of the series, the book of the old house, and he ran an eight, eight or ten hour marathon session of that yesterday. Yeah. And then this morning, uh, Matt Goodall and Greg were running Matt's adventure, which is um, it? When Comes the Moon, which is my guess has werewolves in it. At least one. <laughs> and maybe other moon things that are terrible. Um, Greg's been working on the, the whole Lost Lands campaign setting for eight, nine years, since back when he was working kind of off when, for Necromancer before they became Frog God, throughout the time when he was working there. It was kind of his baby, his pet project. And then when he left Rock God last year, I think, or even more, before. he kind of brought this project with him. Like, oh, this is my baby, and he thought it was part of his separation agreement. I'm taking this, and I'm going to publish it. And of course, he came to us, since he was one of the original founding members of Legendary Games as well. And he's been working on it like, you know, on his own time and doing his, uh, his medical rotation. He said, um, No, he's done. Oh, he's done? He's done? He graduated last week. Oh, well. He's all done, finally. Um, but anyway, but he's, uh, he's kind of rolled off that and back on, and he's been developing them. So far, we have adventures one, two, four, and five are now done. We have all the art for adventures two, four, and five. We're still working on the maps. Our plan at the moment is that we will be releasing at least the first adventure for both Pathfinder 1, 5th edition, and Gen Con for Pathfinder 2. So the first adventure will come out first, and then... Perhaps the second adventure, we will probably do a crowdfunding campaign in the end, sometime in late this year, fall, fall or winter, um, to fund the entire project. We've been working. One of the lessons we learned from Legendary Planet is, don't just do your perspective Kickstarter painting and then hope to finish it. Get all your writing done. Get as much art as you can. And you know, Legendary Games has grown as a company enough that we have you know some money in the bank to sort of buy forward for things that we are pretty sure are going to do well. But you know, getting ahead of it. So that, yeah, we do want to fund stuff for the physical production of the books and to sort of pay back, be an early investment in getting stuff done. But we're not going to be pushing this out in the public until it's really ready to go and ready to go across multiple systems. So Alistair keeps telling me it's done. I said, it's done, done, but I see I, it. <laughs> I, did, I did get his just a couple days ago. Okay. And he, it was just developed, <laughs> finished, the art orders are out, and some of the art, which you... Probably can't see all that well, but there's a very cool orc in the corner. There's a the werewolf cloak. Um, there's a um, there's a meteor, you know, 
violently striking. There's a vampire crashing through a window to murderize somebody. And there's some lovely people out in the desert after the meteor strike. Um, it's it's a little bit Carrie Crown. It's a little bit American Southwest. It's a little bit of Deadlands mixed in with, the, uh, with just the uh, gothic horror, a little name of the rose. And a very kind of creepy atmosphere. So you could say it's there are elements that are, you know, echoes of kind of carrying crowd, but with a different kind of flavor to it. And if you know Greg's adventures at all, they're A, deadly, and B, very detailed. Now, Greg didn't write any adventures himself, but he wrote a lot we developed of the adventures. He's the developer, which means he also rewrote about half the adventures, because right. Greg's just like that, and he can't help himself. One of the guys turned in like a 30,000 word adventure and he wrote like another 30,000 words I did that more stuff that's just really how Greg rolls and uh anyway so each vampires is coming first adventure should be out you know the Pathfinder and 5e ones will probably be out before Gen Con the Pathfinder 2 one of course will be out at Gen Con and how, how many volumes is in that one it'll be six um and there'll be a that'll be out by the way you have eight minutes. All right. So just quickly go through. Two years ago, we talked about Conquest, Rage of Worms, our Dragon Happy AP, which, yes, we still want to do it, but life's been kind of crazy, and, and this has also been the year of Get Stuff Done. So before we start any big project, we are finishing Legendary Planet, we are finishing the Alien Bestiary, we are finishing all the stuff that needs to get finished. It's like, I'm not starting another big thing. The Greg's project, Ages of Empires, Greg's doing all of the heavy lifting, my role in that has mostly just been managing Greg and being basically the art map director for it. So that's something that I can have him working on while I'm getting other stuff done. This is something that will require a lot more of my attention and like I need to get the other stuff done before we start it. So yes, we still very much want to do it. We're excited to do it for Pathfinder 2 as well as Pathfinder 1 and for 5th edition. But it's not next year. Um, but one of the long-suffering projects in Jason's oeuvre, the last surviving member of the Unholy Trinity, after I finished the Fort Scurvy and Royal Tournaments, is Ultimate Armies, which we're not doing, because instead we are doing the Ultimate Kingdoms Kickstarter, launching on June 5th. We mentioned this on a No Direction uh, podcast, which I think uh, they did last Friday, um, and then we just sent out a message on our, on our website about this very recently. And it's going to be, lift these up here, a compilation of our existing Ultimate Swine, Ultimate Rulership, Ultimate Kingdom, or, you know, Battle, Ultimate Moral, Strongholds, Ultimate Relationships, Ultimate Factions, all of those. So our best-selling products of all time, people have loved and said, when are you ever going to do a compilation of them? And said, well, gee, that seems like a good time to do it. Before <laughs> Pathfinder 1 kind of, you know, rides off to the sunset, it does. And the 5e version has been very popular as well. We are not, right now, doing a Pathfinder 2 version. Because, among the other things we're doing for the Kingmaker Adventure Path, we are writing the new system for <laughs> mass combat and kingdom management and all of that for Pathfinder 2. But that won't officially be out until you know, the end of 2020. So at this point, there's really nothing to build on. We can release our own separate competing system, but that seems sort of counterproductive at this point, since we're already writing the official system, which I did when I wrote that chapter for Ultimate Campaign first place. So, this will not be a Pathfinder 2 Kickstarter. Kickstarter will be Pathfinder 1 and 5th edition. Um, it will include be about 300 to 400 pages. 
like I said, it would include all of our Ultimate line, plus the stuff that I had been writing for Ultimate Army that never quite got enough critical mass and, and had my headspace could finish. Those will be rolled into the project as stretch goals. We also have a bunch of special guests who will be joining the project. We've already got stuff back from Ed Greenwood, from Chris Jackson, from Rob Schwab. Um, and Jonathan got tweets one of the further out stretch goals. Jonathan tweets further down there. Uh, Stephen Randy McFarland is doing Teague, uh, um, Sean Reynolds and uh, Ryan Costello and, uh, and Param from No Direction. We've got a bunch of Adventure League uh, writers too. Yeah. Any nominated uh, and, and winners uh, like Michael Menenze, uh, John Connor. Uh, there's a couple of other uh, yeah. on there. So uh, people from the both 5e side and the Pathfinder side are just the other kind of legends in the industry. So they'll all be contributing to it. You will also be able to contribute your own sort of special sponsorships if you want to write yourself into the book. You know, create your own kingdom, your own noble house. That you have opportunities to do that. And one of the beautiful things about this Kickstarter is it's all done. Well, I should say it's not all done. Most it's never all done. done. <laughs> all of the writing is done. It needs to be assembled. Compiled, which is going to happen after I finish Legendary Planet. <laughs> but the Kickstarter is going to launch on June 5th, the day after the Paizo Kingmaker your project, their crowdfunding ends. They'll be sending out messages through their system, we send it through our system. By all means, if you see us posting about it, you'll follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. But please, yes, do like, but also share, also comment. You know, anything to help sort of boost the signal and uh, please the algorithm of gods. <laughs> because we think it's going to be a great project. It's something people have been asking us for for a long time. We've already ordered a bunch of new art for it. Um, I thought that I had gotten the... Nope, I didn't. Do you uh, guys have questions for us since we're about ready yeah. to get kicked out of here? Please do. Okay, finish your slides then. <laughs> I uh, want no, to make sure I, they had... That's actually the last one. I thought okay, I got the new cover art that put in the slideshow, but I didn't. So. Okay. That's really cool. It's Griffin's flying down over castle, the whole army of them to attack the army on the ground. It's totally rad. Um, if you were going to do more conversions for Pathfinder Second Edition, what would be like on the hit list? I understand it's not adventure stone yet. But. Low level adventures. Well, okay, mm-hmm. our hit list or will be Pilot's hit list. For, <laughs> you know, you that's don't. a great and interesting question. And low level adventures are something we're interested in doing. But also, people have shown an appetite like when Starfinder comes came out to see if they can have their cake and eat it too when it comes to um, character options they used to have in Pathfinder 1. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, at some point in the not-too-distant future, Paizo will raise something like the Advanced Player's Guide for Pathfinder 2. So whatever crafts they feel are most appealing and successful, whether it be the Witch, or the Geneticist, or the Swashbuckler, or, you know, whatever one they think they want to put in there, Certainly that'll be coming. It, so as far as they've announced, not coming anytime particularly soon. Mm-hmm. So there is a design space there, especially given that we've already shown that we like to do our new own new version classes. For people who are interested in doing a class conversion, you already know what the base class are that are going to be in the core rule book. So if there's something that you really love that's not there, that you'll be interested in doing a class conversion of, so here's the legendary witch, or here's the legendary, I've talked to Vanessa Hoskins and Jolly about doing basically the legendary kineticist, so they're going to be starting to work on that. So if you have a favorite class that you didn't see in the core class list, which is kind of the, the familiar weapon plus the alchemist, then by all means, hit me up and, and see if that's something you want to do. Because I think there will certainly be an appetite for that you know, in the near term. Now, and it's not something that will be invalidated, 
when the official version comes out, because it's already the legendary version of it anyway. So, yeah, there will eventually be uh, an official you know, Kinetosis, I'm sure, but we'll have our own version anyway. So, if that's something you're keen on doing, then by all means, come talk to me. But Magic Cannon books, also, yeah, that's the thing. If you've written it at all for Starfinder or for 5th edition, that SRD is small. And you're used to having a much bigger toolbox, much bigger playground. So, things that add to the robustness of what's out there, be they monsters or magic items or, or what have you, will be welcome. And that's got a question. Then we thank you for coming and showing up, and we thank you for your support of Legendary Games, and by all means, help us uh, share the love on the uh, Ultimate Kingdom Kickstarter when it launches June 5th. If you, who here has ever bought one of our uh, Ultimate Kingdoms or Mass Combat books? Get some of the PDFs. Um, by all means, please check it out. There is going to be all the content you've seen there before, plus a bunch of cool new stuff. Then, a bit sad that. Thanks you all for coming. Thank you. And thanks for putting up with our um, <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs>